VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram saying about the traffic i i can't believe it i know it you should be ready for it Mm -hmm. i know it should not be a big deal it is an assault Mm -hmm. today's my fun day we podcast you know what i mean easy breezy easy breezy no i leave an hour to uh, now i just realize i'm gonna be out later so i'm gonna have to do the drive again i live in the valley but you know i leave an hour to get here yeah when that shit is over an hour something's wrong someone's dead not on my that's why we do this at this time so and we can chill out. We're podcasting right now, you guys, in the middle of the day so that people can get here. Yeah. it, And I know I should know. It's traffic. It's not a new thing, but it still is. It's something you can't control. Mm-hmm. It's something that you expect one thing to happen and then it doesn't happen. And it just like fucks with you in a way yeah. that you can't get past it. Also, Sometimes. because you're then you're late, then you're late. as you late. were today, and you feel it reflects poorly on you. When really you're it's, like, I'm the on time person. It's the worst feeling. Yeah. And then I'm like, Am I an asshole for like not expecting this traffic? And like, No, you're not. There's no. Where did you come from? Encino. I, I don't think that that's. I, I think an hour is more than enough time. Thank you. I allot an hour to go Santa Monica to Hollywood during rush hour. I don't know what happened today. I think that that's okay. And I think if you live in L.A. and you don't accept that traffic thing, then then you are not a true Los Angelino. You really aren't. There's a bunch of different legs to it, you know. There's the getting out of the valley leg. There's the mid leg. There's a lot of legs. There's a lot of legs. Um, I was flying in from Portland, and I was staring down at L.A., a couple days ago, and I was looking at, it was either the 405 or the 101, and it was interesting because the traffic was moving fine, and then there's like a slight bend in the freeway, and all of a sudden, everything just slowed down. And I kept looking like, is there a, what are you guys looking at? What are you looking at? Are you going to introduce your guest? I'm getting there. Okay. This is a this is like okay. the little preamble. Okay. I love how close you guys are. They're just like staring at They know it's her. That's why they invested. tuned in. Okay, okay, okay. Are you really going to make me stop my traffic story? To introduce Maryland Rice Cup. This is conversational traffic. <laughs> Welcome to LA. You know her from 24. You know her from Mr. Show. You know mm. her from Arrested Development. Mm. You know her from just being a funny comedian who you've probably seen in your area. Thank you. It's Maryland Rice Cup. I learned how to say your name, I think, one of the first times I met you because I too have a difficult. Yeah, last name. Did I say it right? What'd you say? Schlesinger. Yeah, you did. 
You don't even listen trepidation. anymore. I heard it. I think I because I listened to your podcast in preparation. I who were you talking that. to? I, I think maybe a my, couple different people. Yeah, maybe my dad. Oh no, I think I heard you on Joe Rogan. Oh, and there was a whole a back thing. and forth. I heard enough of the right syllables come out of your mouth that I was like, it's fine because like I've stopped correcting people unless it's like a full on massacre. Mm-hmm. We don't have to hear the rest of my traffic story. It was just oh, the traffic slowed down really for no took reason. The wind out of her sails. It's just that it was slowing for no reason because people are like, oh, I got a break. Oh, that's a good one too. And I was like, this is the problem. That and pedestrians. Where people don't have a flow and they're no going flow. all different. Today was just jammed. Do you need to for, sleep here? I need to. Not not go back. Not go back. Don't go back. People ask why Emily drives me everywhere, so I don't have to pay attention. I was wondering about that with you, <laughs> with all of your traveling. How do you deal with it? What no, do you mean? Not about her driving. Uh, like, does it bother you? Or do you just, what do you do when you are in airports, in transit, mentally? I just sort of zone out. Yeah. Sometimes I just stare at the back of the seat in front of me, and I just let my mind dribble. But I, just, I usually mindlessly scroll through Instagram. Or, like, hate check other things that I don't like and then get go into a spiral about why someone else is better than me and then I fire off an angry email. Then I feel better. <laughs> you know? You must yeah. do that, too. I can't be the only one. I don't know. You and I might not be wired the same. I feel like you're, like, just chill. I think I need to learn how to fire off more angry emails. I'll show no, you. I certainly oh. have. Yeah. I certainly have. Well— I need to be more—I'm less—I I keep it inside. But you—okay, so recently— you had this thing about, yeah. you're like, I don't want to audition anymore. Oh, yeah, you saw that? I saw that. My assistant told me about it, and then I saw that, and I didn't get into it because I didn't want to, like, I'm, like, always on my friend's side. Like, so I'm on your side. Like, I don't know what the impetus for it was, yeah. and I was like, well, I'll just ask her. Do you want to take the other side? I can. What do you feel in your heart? I Were you your- like, what? the F is wrong with her for, for as typing As an this? auditioning actress, I'm like, yeah, I this is exhausting. I feel like, I guess it depends on what parts you're saying you don't want to read for. Like, you're saying you should be offer only. See, I knew it. You were, you're no, like, no. what the fuck is up with this bitch? I know, because I don't know. I don't know. What was the impetus? What happened that, let's take us back, Marilyn. Um, y- you know, it's interesting because now that I've had some time away from it, <laughs> I definitely stick by it. Yeah. It was very exciting. I feel so much better now, but I do sort of see how it was like an emotional I don't usually tweet like that. So it was very exciting like yeah. the the attention that it got and that it was like a real dialogue and people were like really feeling it. But then I also recognize that it probably there comes off like what like what's wrong with you? Or or like so uh you know like I think Seth Green was like super sweet in the tweet, but he was just like, you'll get him next time. And I was like, no, you don't understand. There's no next time. And I definitely stand by where I was at, but I'm definitely in a very much, much calmer place than I was at the time. It was a buildup of, I think last year, past few years, it's been a buildup to that. And a buildup because you've been asked to read and not gotten a part. Because I think you work a decent amount. <laughs> well, that's the uh, the perception of me, which is is correct. I work a lot, and I have been working a lot. But that I've, I've literally never booked a role on TV. I'm sorry, one one line. Go on. <laughs> well, see, you have something that is your own personality is its own business. You mm. know what I mean? Like Fair. I did stand up, and then I kind of went out of stand up to go into acting. Right. And I feel like you have a whole uh, business. That's you. Not that that answers the question of auditioning. No, I get it. Um, 
But, but I've just sort of done acting, and I've got, you know, um, a good 15 years of, you know, I would say before that, over 20 years mm-hmm. of acting now at this point. And when yeah. I first started out, it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe this is happening. I can't believe I get to do this. And I still feel very lucky and fortunate, and mm-hmm. I respect the process, and I I would say even more so. My my skills are stronger. Mm-hmm. I have more of a respect for it. I understand what people are doing. Yeah. Like, back in the 90s, I'd be like, oh, what's, your, what's the problem? Like, right. I mean, I really right. would, like, not memorize. I would not know what's going on, and I'd be like, why are they— It took me years to be like, oh, yeah, casting producers are—casting are, uh, is— um, Awesome. Like, they're usually great people who are on your side. And for the most part— They want you to get the gig. They want you to get it, and they they want to be helpful. And also, they're in there with you, so they're not auditioning, but they're going through the ups and downs. Anyway, I just got to a point where I— it was time after time where it's so far away from the—for me, personally, far away from the creative— process of it because I think as a performer and my personality type I'm always like yeah whatever you need like I'm very agreeable like yeah Yeah. let's go to the the creative process and when I see that it's about so many other things people are not casting and and forgive me because it's it's a generalization again I respect all the people and all around that are just trying to make their thing Mm -hmm. and I get it you need to see people you need to see how people read the part but for me it was like would they love you for this. They're just going to go around and um, for diversity, they're going to go take a pass. And if they come back to Caucasian, right. it's like you knew I was Caucasian before you made me drive across town and go read a part that I could have done in my sleep that now somehow after the body of work that I have, I'm still, I, it's like it's gone down. Mm-hmm. I get, like, producers, but now I'm, like, back to regular casting on tape. And I don't know if it's an ego thing on my part, but I'm just not willing to be that person 5, 10, 15 years from now who's like, yep, I'm going to sit in a room with a bunch of people. Like, I'm just not going to do it. You can Google me being, you know, the business person. You can Google me being the weirdo with no makeup. You can Google me being bossy, angry, emotional. I have a lot of experience, and I bring a lot to the table. And, um... Also, this is what age I am. This is what I look like. Right. Like, you, if you don't know that you want that, look for it. And sometimes I'm, I know there's a pool of people, and I'm always a great option. And for the past few years for me, it's been people know they can get me to read for it, and I know I'm going to go read and end up on a tape. Mm-hmm. Um, very lucky to have the opportunity. Very lucky to be maybe one. I'm assuming if I'm going in at that, level that I'm one of, let's say, under 10 Mm -hmm. people choices. That's a great position to be in. But I just was in this rut, and I also started to really resent when I knew that things were political, when I knew that they were out to somebody else for the part, when I knew that um, you're having me read all 15 pages. Like, you're not focused. Well, I think you're talking about feeling valued, and I think you said drive Mm -hmm. across town. That is part of it. That is that thing where you're like, like— I was just in a movie. I've been. In, I was just in two movies, and you can kind of see my acting or whatever. I don't have the biggest track record, but to ask me to drive across town at five o'clock on a Friday, which will take three hours total, just to have me read a small line for a part that I'm not going to get because 
I'm going to lose it to a person of color or a man, which happens to me a lot with comedy. They're like, let's go diverse because the part. I would say that's not, exactly you know. right. And that, and I feel like it's really hard for people to hear that because they're like, oh, so racist. You're like, no, no, no. I will never play the black girl. So if you're going to go black, I've lost that part. But if it's an option you, you for diversity. You figure out what you want. Yeah, if it's an option for diversity, people are always going to go diverse. And it's like, that's totally cool. But please don't. That's so much time and hope out of my life when really you're just going to give this to, like, Adam Devine. <laughs> I lost a part to yeah. him one time. And so it is that versus, you know, if they want you to throw yourself on tape or have and a conversation. And weirdly, that logic of, like, we might want Adam Devine or Eliza. We want to see them read it. There is something creative to that. But on the other hand, it's like total bullshit. It's like if you know you want me for this. Um, I just lost my train of thought. If you know you want me else. for this, then want me. I think you're what you're upset about is, and after doing it all those years, you know, like I'd be livid if someone was like, we want you for a stand-up show. Can you send a tape? I'd be like, you can go fuck yourself. I think it's so funny. I was talking to my husband or my assistant. Where's the line? Where's the line blurred on that one? <laughs> Today about how casting to me feels always like this last minute thing. Like it takes years to put together a script, write a script, polish it, get people attached. And I'll get this thing at like six o'clock on a Thursday, like 9 a.m. Friday, read. I'm like, can I go in at noon? No, they're not seeing anyone then. I'm like, and I'm like, what if the person you need is out of town? Sorry, you missed out. And I'm yeah. like, that's the part we just roll the dice on. Yes. And that's oh, and that, yeah, that's part of it. You have to be ready to drop everything to to go there. And that is part of the game, but I do think what you're saying is for the roles that you're reading, like, look, if somebody wanted you to read opposite Jennifer Lawrence for a movie, you're like, fine, I will put myself on tape, absolutely. Yeah, there's a game to it, but and there's, these, like, a heat thing to it. And it's yeah. like, I'm done doing that and pretending that it's not that. Um, and also, I think for comedy roles, you're like, I know these people, I know the writers, I know the directors, you know what I can do. Why not just, from your, you're like, just, why not just give me that role? I think I've been mentally and emotionally for the past few years, especially um, putting myself like, I just want a job. I'm going to be a good worker. And again, I'm probably better now than I was. And it just doesn't matter. Like it really. It doesn't. Doesn't matter. And there's so many things that factor into it. And I don't want to be a part of a process that's either political or just serving people that don't really know what they want. Um, now, I, cut to me, like, casting my own show and being like, I just don't see it. But, I mean, I, I, again, I think you just got I, a little fed up. Yeah. I also, as a performer, I get angry when the writing isn't respectful. I don't like when I audition for something and there's grammatical errors, not even yes. a typo or the beat. It doesn't beat out properly for – there is a timing and a math to comedy. So if you use the same word in a sentence three times – like, sometimes it reads weird, or yep. sometimes they write it. I'm like, did you not say this out loud? Because no one actually Correct. speaks this way. And as a comic, I'm like, you're hiring me to be funny, but I don't know how much you want me to improvise. These lines aren't funny. This wasn't written respectfully. This was written, the woman was an afterthought. Or it's always like, she's bold, but a soft side. And I'm like, give me a fucking break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com and you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Um, so it is frustrating because you're like, okay, so I'm at the mercy of this shitty writer who shouldn't have been given a chance through somehow, like some weird thing, they got this. And now I'm pissed that at, at this age, I got to drive across town and, like, be at the mercy of that. But, like, the, the win of that is if you go in for that and do your own thing, then it gets tailored to you. But yeah. the other part of that is you already, you see me talk, you see how I talk, you see my vibe, like, you. Also, like, how much of my own thing do you want? You right. know, they're coming in and be like, I'm, I'm a cowboy. This is my weird voice. And they're like, oh, we didn't want that at all. I think they just never know. I always lose to a name. And to me, it's always like this catch-22. It's like, well, I can't become a name if I don't get parts, but I can't get parts unless you're a name. It's good for I, – I, I'm sorry that you're upset, but I like seeing that everybody else feels this way too. Cause I oh, yeah, and that was part of the response like I got from – I. You know, strangers that I just looked at their icon of, like, a beautiful actress, like, way younger than me. And I was like, sending you my mojo. Please go do it for another 15 years. And, again, I recognize it's just me, my personal situation. 
I, it just took a lot of time and energy to be like, let me drop everything and go to do your thing. Like, well, I just so can't do it anymore. And yeah. by the way, it was very upsetting for me that day. Like, it was a monumental watershed moment what happened? for me. What was the, like, what happened that day? What was that straw that broke the camel's back? Um, you know. It was a part that was fine of a harried mom. And I just kind of knew I wasn't going to get it. And I just, I think it was so much time I had spent making my, because it's like you have to strip away. I always have a bad attitude. I never want to leave the house. So the work for me is to get to that place where I'm like, hey, I'm ready to play. Yeah. And so it's stripping that away so that I can be free to go in there and be vulnerable and be like, it's totally cool that I just t- did all, took all this out of my life to come here. Four I'm just hours. great for it. So I think that the process of doing that was getting to its tipping point for me. And then on this particular day, it was a part that was fine. And honestly, I wanted, I needed to work. I needed money. I would have enjoyed it, but I also knew that it was something that wasn't creatively challenging for me in any way. And I, but I would find stuff in there that I could do to make it fun for myself because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there, it was just like the Fox lot, which I heard later. The worst lot. Well, they also, they have, there's something going on there, I think, because. The merger. Yeah, the merger. But it's still, the the lot itself shouldn't be affected. It's the worst lot. So I go and it's this industrial park where you, I'm looking, where they give you a map to where you're supposed to park. But even the map, I can't, because it's just all buildings which you don't see the number until you're past them and of course I go into the wrong garage lost in the garage get spit out onto the street going the perimeter of the building to then go in and find the guy and go is this the right garage I just I've been driving around for so long this must be it he's like no drive out pay $20 to get out I think that's I had to pay to get out of the garage. By that time, I was late. Oh, my God. I started crying, but they were primordial tears that, yeah. that weren't just about that. It was everything. It was the whole buildup of that. But it was kind of exciting because you know how when you cry, those type of tears. And I was like, oh, I think I'm done doing this. And then I had, like, the sadness of, like, this has been such a great thing for me for so many years. This has been something that's really has worked for me. And it's just not working anymore. And and then I was crying because I was letting that go. And I was walking and I was like doing it. And you know, how often do you cry like that in public? And a guy was walking towards me in a suit and he totally was like, are you okay? Like it was one of oh, those. I thought he'd be like, do you want to part in a movie? <laughs> That's what <laughs> should happen. now I have a movie. So you're done auditioning. Yes. I love it. I do too. I'm very happy. So it's offer only for Marilyn Rice Cub. No, I don't. I mean, I that sounds... There are situations and circumstances. Sure. I don't get. I don't expect to be handed jobs. No, but for your bullshit part, I'm not gonna go yeah. and do all this stuff. And I realize it's part. I am shooting myself in the foot, but also I feel great about it. I it's forcing me to focus on other things, which I've been avoiding focusing on anyway. Do you know that I, while I'm not there for acting, because I still I always feel guilty. I'm like, fine, I'll put myself on tape. Usually, I can just do the tape thing. Uh, I think we all get to a certain place where you're like. Yes, the bullshit is necessary because clearly we're not where we want to be yet. But I think giving yourself permission to have a break, and maybe you'll come back to putting yourself on tape, but giving yourself that break, I, for years, for over a decade, every night I was at the comedy store. And it became this thing where I was just like, got to go, got to show up, got to show that I'm the girl on the lineup, I'm doing this. On occasion, there's other women there, but I'm like, you know, and I've always been there. 
and you know, there's other guys that always put in, and I want to be right. like, look, I'm there too. Right. I'm fucking it up just like you are. And I, as of the last couple months, like I was on tour, I was on the road a lot, and I was like, I don't care. I don't care if it's an all-male lineup. I don't care if I don't call in. I saw you the past few days, th- three spots at the comedy store. At the store. On your IG. But not, like I didn't go last I night. Understand. I'm not going tonight. Because it used to be every night. Yeah. And I was just like, there, I just, I don't need to prove this. I don't need to prove it to anyone. I, that's cool that, like, you're going to have this killer lineup with, like, Marin and Rogan and Dalia, and it's great to be right in the middle of that, but... I can't be there every night. And I really looked at it. I'm like, they're not there every night. So this thing as a girl where you have to work two times as hard just to be seen half the time. And I was like, you know what? I will go make my money on the road. And I love the store and it's there. But it's a young person's game. And I am I'm I don't need to go every night. It, it was such a staple for me. It was the it's one It's so constant. interesting to me that you even now still are like have that oh, yeah. compulsion to be like, I should be there every night. It, it's wearing down a little bit, but, like, yeah. I have no guilt. I used to have to, like, call another friend of mine and be like, it's cool if I cancel the spot, right? It's not like we talk, like, we give each other permission. Yeah. And now I'm like, cancel it. Fuck it. Exhausted. <laughs> People will be like, do you want to do my show? I'm like, not at all. And the the, the more you take yourself out of the equation, the more people start to want you. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going on a Sunday night at 10 o'clock anywhere. No. Good for so, you. Yeah. You're carving hard. it out. You got your own... Carving out that space Your and now I can breathe. Way of doing things. It's my own way. You're living uh, the dream. Uh, this is the dream. It's a, a quasi nightmare. But we've got questions for you, Marilyn. Okay. All right, here we go. So some of these are very. I'm gonna get out. I feel out. good, but a little self conscious. We're talking about the auditioning thing so much. I don't think you came. I don't think we we won't. This is not like a gotcha podcast, so it's not gonna be. You're not gonna see some. It's a, it's a lot of like processing, and I feel like sure. a lot of stuff I say is like, oh, it's so ins-, like. You know what? I'm tired because I know why. Because you you said the word diversity, and you're like afraid people are gonna <laughs> think you're racist. It has nothing to do with that. And as a society, we need to be able to compartmentalize. I'm glad stuff like that's happening. I just want to have a job as well. Sure. If you, she's not the one. This is not about. Has nothing to do with race this was a whole bunch of things and if you're not an actor then f- quite frankly step off because you don't understand but also that i'm talking so much about it and people are like oh what a bitch like she's lucky to have auditions at all no like who does she think she because is because a lot of people get auditions <laughs> and it's not lucky you've gotten these auditions from years of doing the work you didn't show up yesterday and you're like whatever get me auditions this idea and as, as women we have to always and you even mentioned it, like say that i'm grateful because we're afraid other women will be like why aren't you being grateful Fuck that. I did all this work while you, some other people, the last 10 years while you were figuring out what you wanted to do, I was dying on stage with the flu. I was selling my own t-shirts out of a fucking duffel bag. I was clawing a career out of nothing. Luck's got nothing to do with it. I have a career by virtue of the fact that people weren't paying attention enough to me to tell me to quit. (laughs) So the idea of grateful, like you, like this fell out of nowhere, like you didn't scrape your way to this from like piecing together gigs right. you can be grateful that you exist but they sh- I don't think that's the right thing and accusing women of not being grateful enough I think is just it's just a way for lesser people to attack you there's another aspect to it that, uh, that uh, I know I'm sidetracking we're about to get to questions but that as you were talking sorry that was so angry. Uh, part of the acting thing for me again personally is that it's been the carrot that's been dangled away from me doing in other words it's like oh now you don't have to sit down in front of a computer and write because you get to someone you're you're putting the um 
the luck on someone else or, or you're all you're, you're putting what am I trying to say you're, someone's giving you something in their thing rather than me doing my own right and that's a bit less work <laughs> that's the mechanism that I needed to break after all these years as a fully grown so maybe you should need to start writing your own stuff yeah I, I'm a big proponent of writing your own stuff it's like the lottery ticket mentality yeah is like oh I got an acting job oh it's gonna save me and it, that's the it thing it never has that's the biggest thing right that is I'm taking that away. Because you look at other people and it's like they got that one thing and now it's a whole thing. I think we all look at people like that, but other people look at you like, wow, she's been on 24 and Arrested Development. Like, who gets to do that, you know? It's pretty awesome. But it, it is awesome, but it's also like you're allowed just because you're upset about something and other people have something more upsetting to be upset about doesn't take away from the fact that you're upset and that's your experience. And uh, that's it. I mean, I love a good pity party. I throw... Emily can tell you she's the only one invited. I throw pity parties for myself. She's the only one invited. All the time. <laughs> and I always pity myself. And I think, and I see myself. You as, do? Oh. Oh, I love a good pity party. And, uh, but you know, you don't share I it. see you as such a, like, powerhouse I of, know. like, building this. You built I it. And they that. came. And oh. you're massive and powerful Thank and you. strong. And I love that. Delightful. Thank you for, that last, for, del- for those last two superlatives. I see myself as a small hamster on a soapbox trying to hand out pamphlets to the show and nobody wants a pamphlet to my rat show. All right, but this is about you. But I'm so glad that we, thank you for those kind words. And I see you, you and I hear you. You don't have to go out on a Sunday night. No, you don't. Fuck that. <laughs> what do I look like, a 24-year-old single male comic? No. Got to stay home. I got to eat oatmeal. So we've got regular questions, but then, you know, a lot of people are fans of yours, and a lot of people wrote in uh, with very specific questions. So I'm going to do a couple of those because we want to feed the What if the first question is like, why aren't you auditioning anymore? I'm kidding. (laughs) Why why don't we see you anymore in Santa Monica? Emily Tully, Tully. Oh, my God, this is amazing. Mary Lynn, 24 is my favorite. With today's political climate, do you ever feel like we're living in an episode of 24? And then what was the coolest thing you got to do while filming? Maybe a certain place you got to travel, a cool stunt you got to learn? Love you and Eliza so much. You don't have to answer the political part unless you have an actual feeling about that. Um, I mean, when I when the show was on, I did feel like the writers tried to echo some real life situations, but it, it was always like super heightened and in that sense, super like, heightened. <laughs> yeah, in that heightened. sense, it's like no, I don't agree with like you know the black and white of. Um, the bad guys, and here's the one good guy that's going to solve it. I mean, I, I th- th- there was more to the show in that than that, but that's the thing that, like, fueled yeah. it was this, like, the hero's going to come save us. So, um... Did you get to do anything cool while filming? I got to do a lot of cool things. Um, I got to shoot a gun, an automatic weapon, an AK... What's that one? 47? Yep, an AK-47. <laughs> And that was surprising to me because the gun handler was so um, respectful and chill. Yeah. And I was Someone's got to be. (laughs) Right? And he... But his way of viewing it was like, yeah, you need to know everything about... Like, he was very studied and very measured. And I had a lot of respect for that. And it was super fun. The gun handler is always... I just did something with a gun... And, like, they treat it like a baby. And yeah. they always point it down range. Like, they're so professional. Because if they're not, then we will absolutely accidentally shoot someone. Yes. They're very serious. Uh, Amber Jo Marie says, What was your fondest, funniest memory from your time on Arrested Development? P.S. Eliza, you're my hero. I love the podcast so much. <laughs> to read the full thing. Um, that was just a great atmosphere because it's 
uh, so hilarious in such a unique way. I was later to that show. Um, but you were I, in the, a recent season. A recent season. Yeah. I think they just did, uh, they're, they're doing a new one. I was in the one before that, and... And I you just, didn't talk, right? Because I remember seeing you. Correct. I might have even tweeted at you. Well, I worked with Jeffrey Tambor on the um, Larry Sanders show. Yeah. So that was wow. cool to, I didn't talk, but he, wait, what was it? He reads my mind? It was something, it was like a cult or something. I don't even like remember my own character. But he had to know what I was saying. So what? he had to do his lines and my lines. That's and I got funny. to just react and be really like prayerful and spiritual. Mm -hmm. And that was a fun position for me to be what in. What a different muscle. Usually I'm like the jacked up, you know, weirdo. So it was nice to be like, I don't speak. And then watch Jeffrey Tambor interpret it. So do like double the acting. And that was improv. really fun. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, and wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Uh, which brings us to the next question. John Humes. Mary Lynn, Gail the Snail is one of my favorite It's Always in Sunny, It's Always Sunny characters. How was she described to you when you got the part? And he I think he means like when you read for it. Uh, and was it a little freeing to, uh, getting out to act so repulsive and to not risk being judged on a personal level? Uh, you're really hitting on the truth of this character. Go on. Listen, um, the characters on that show are depraved and... Gail the Snail is their cousin who's, they're gross, is the conceit of the show. I had to be even grosser than yeah. them. And let me just tell you, I was too adorable on set. Like, when we read through it, they're like, you're still too likable. But it was such a great process because I didn't want to, like, fully form the character. I like to figure it out as I'm doing it because to me, for me, I feel too sketchy if I'm like, this is how I'm going to do the character. Right. I just would never do that. Yeah. So I like to feel out what the situation is even though I knew the show and knew the characters, but, you know, my first one was the scene with Danny DeVito, and they're like, oh, you the still... The job one? 
Yeah. Oh, no, we were in the restaurant. Yeah, so, yeah, something like it. One of those scenes. But um, I love that you know that. Um, <laughs> but we sort of together just did it stuff that would make us laugh. And then some of the wardrobe was too over the top. But it, so it was finding that like just she's just off, just gross enough, and just gross enough. But I did go inside and find my own disgusting behavior, and that was definitely the funnest. Like, yeah, that's my mo- most favorite character, and, and because it's not. Like an Indiana Jones where it's like, this is what you're known for. No one thinks you're that. Like when you're an actor and you play like the seminal role, people think you're that. And because you've had so many different roles, like like he was saying, like you could be gross and no one's going to be like, oh, Marilyn's so, probably it's gross. It's my favorite to be that gross. One of the outtakes, yeah. I was like humping a pillow and they had, I think they were on my ass and they're like, can you, I think I like pulled my pants down and humped a pillow for, for comedy. Yeah. If it was something real for like a sex scene, I'd be like. Let me Wait. get that in my contract. But for I'm like, yeah, bad. I'm totally gonna hump this pillow right now. It's like gross, the, yeah. right, guys? <laughs> Wait, why is everyone rock hard? Sam underscore Sid underscore cat sat play. Marilyn, what kind of work do you prefer? A comedy move, movie, TV, drama, or stand-up? You are so multi-talented. Ooh. How do you go about choosing your work? Eliza, you've also experienced with TV and movies. Stand-up, what do you prefer? Why? You can answer that, Marilyn. Well, you answer. You just did a couple of big movies. What did you think? I don't think it's a preference. I think they're different muscles. Absolutely. And so it's not, and you know, a couple lines in a movie is not the same as memorizing an hour and 15 of your own stand-up. Yeah. So, and TV, I have very limited were, When you were on the set of your movie, do you want, can you talk about what, what Wonderland? A specific movie that you just did? Wonderland? The is Wonder- it Wonderland? I'm wearing a hat for. <gasps> okay, so you're on, okay, so you're on Wonderland, oh, yeah. and were you... What were you, what was going when you were on set? Were you like uh, I'm bored? Were you nervous? Were you like uh, okay? It's it's just different. Was it, it what you expected? It's like when I did Instant Family, my character didn't speak a lot. It was a lot of reacting, and it was great because not unlike your silent character, I just had to look bitchy and watch all these amazing actors act. So I really appreciated the break. Stand up, you're always singing for your supper. I would love to get invited to an event where I'm just an attendee and I present an award and not have to fucking keep earning it. And so what's cool about movies is that it's obviously written for you to make funny. The Wonderland movie, I was—Peter Berg is awesome, and he's crazy, and he's fun, and I was terrified of fucking up the whole time. Okay. Because all my scenes are with Mark Wahlberg, and there's no one preps you for that. And, like, all the acting work I did, like I hired a coach— all those lines got thrown out, and I actually ended up writing a lot of the lines. Ooh, love it. But How it's, exciting. The whole time you're like, uh, it's like I never, it's almost like I went right from middle school to college, and like I skipped high school, and I skipped all the study skills, so I'm just there like hoping to remember to react and emote and be funny. And I like, love it. And look How thin. exciting. But that's my answer. It's, it's all a different muscle. I don't prefer one over the other. Yes. stand up to me like I do in my sleep, and it's like second nature, and movies are movies. Right? Yeah. Don't you feel this way? Well, I mean, I've only recently in the past few years really focused on stand-up. But mm-hmm. now when I dip back to having an acting job, it's like, oh, like there's where the coffee is. and So acting it, is more comfortable, like is more second nature. Yeah. Because you've been but on so many things. I also get this little twinge of like, well, I'm not in control. And I'm not saying what I want to say because mm. it's so fun to be doing your own thing there's so there's so that's such a rich yeah crazy place to be in you're singing for your supper but you're also totally in control of that supper can do whatever you want do whatever you want also like it's weird like stand up you leave like 
I, when I was shooting Instant Family, like, I was on tour. So I would walk off stage from performing for, like, several thousand people, get on a plane, and I don't even have my own trailer. <laughs> or I did have a trailer. But, like, you're, like, 10th on the call sheet. You don't matter. Interesting. You're like, I mattered so much last night to all these people in New Jersey. And here, it's like, move out of the way. Mrs. Spencer's coming through. You know? So it's, like, this weird thing where you're, like, shifting, going in and out of worlds. And this is exciting. It's exciting. But, so, it's interesting. So for you... The being on set is. Do you the feel more like you want to be a big, bigger movie star? I'd like to be a bigger movie star. I'd love to be an action star, like a comedy action yes. star. Uh, that being said, being on set, bring a fucking book. Yes, yeah. it is a lot. It, it's it takes a couple times. I'm still like you're probably over it, but like to be prepared for the monotony. Yes, and true actors, I see them. You well, know, I was talking to somebody about with my whole quitting auditioning and stuff like that about getting into directing, which I actually think I could do. Mm-hmm. I think I could do well. I'm just scared. Be- well, two things. I'm scared because I just need to learn how to do it. But the other thing is I was like, oh, shit. Like, the director has to pay attention to every single so thing. So much attention. And as an actor, you just, like, zone out. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, time to go. And then you got, it's very jarring because you're just thrown into it like, after get, you're zoning out. Emote now. And I bet, yeah. like, directing would be very gratifying but it's also like oh i have to be invested in every single shot of everything every shot every intention sometimes when i watch movies i'm like how can i tell how they directed this because if the actor is good enough like i'm not gonna correct them that's why i think and people should know this people always get these like celebrity directors for their stand-up specials and i'm like they're not directing you it's a technical director like oh my god this who fucking cares i would never let someone be like why don't you tell your joke differently i'd be like what so, but the directing thing, I, in the scene, I get frustrated when, like, I see something that's wrong and the director doesn't see it. Because mm. you want to, you don't want to step on anyone's toes. What so, did you see that was wrong? I did a scene recently where the the room was wrong. The setup of the room was wrong. It didn't go with the character. I think a lot of times when a woman is in a screenplay, but it's not about a woman, she's kind of an afterthought. And the way the room looked, I was like, her room wouldn't look like this. It just wouldn't. Um... Interesting. But you want to be able what to. What did get, it look like? I don't want to say it because I don't want to. Oh, okay, okay. It was something you that we shot. Too specific. Yeah, something that we shot here in LA. Um, but I. It's, so it's what like, do you think women's rooms are like? I'm going to get it out of you going in that direction. No, no, because it was a specific character, and it's that thing where you're like, I want to give my feedback. I know they want to hear it because they've hired me, but you don't. And then there's like the director but, ego. Right, you can't, right, right. But then you're like, it's. Then again, it's not my thing. It's I want to be like, just so my I know, Had I directed this, this would have been done properly. <laughs> Thanks so much. Uh, but then you're like, yeah, but they have to be up at six, looking at every shot, watching those dailies. So it is a lot of paying attention. So I don't know, Kimmy. F- Kim F. by C. I'm a college professor, media slash com studies. Okay, brag much. Right? Kidding. Get over yourself. I teach students public speaking, and I'm wondering what advice you have as someone who's always performing in front of people. I think I give great advice because my job is 30% stand-up, but I think they would think your advice is cooler. You got any advice? What's the advice? Um, I want to defer to you on that one, but I will I don't speak. understand the question. I know this question is very strange. The thing about stand-up— She just wants us to know that she's performing. I don't—yeah, exactly. She wants us to know she's a professor, and she's funny, and she does stand-up. Give me a passing grade. Uh, would you like to open for one of us? I'm going to speak for Eliza. You have oh a God. job as a— <laughs> As long as I don't have to fly What's you. What's she a professor of, does it say? Yeah, com 
Media and comm studies. Oh, oh, okay. She teaches public speaking. Do you have any advice for public speaking, I guess? I mean, I got into performing out of a need to express myself because I was dying inside. So I was like, yeah, through throwing myself on stage has forced me to speak. I don't think that's a good way to go about it. It's a way. It is a, a, a way. And still to this day, I'm always fighting my inner... Like, I had a couple sets. I took the weekend off, and nice. then I went out for a couple sets. And my default is to be downtrodden and inner and give up. Like, I'll be saying my thing. I'll be like, no. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons I admire you, because you have this engine. Oh. And that's what I'm working on is, Thank like, you. I have to have the inner belief to push it forward. And that's one of the things that, like, stand-up is teaching me. I would say a few years ago, it was, like, just to be aggressive in general because I would go on stage and be like, oh, what do you think? And just so, like, letting the audience in and, like, having... You can have a real conversation, but it took me a long time to figure out how to be like, oh, no, no, you're in control. Like, you're speaking the entire time, fool. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, For me, it comes from a deep-seated understanding that I am smarter than most people I'm talking to. (laughs) And also this... People always get into, like, as a woman... I. It's never crossed my mind that a woman is not as funny as a man. My mom was funny. The women I watched on TV were funny. I was always funny. So this whole, like, new feminist thing where it's like, Mm. you know, how do you give yourself permission? I'm like, I've never let a guy speak over me. I've always run with the boy. It's never occurred to me that I'm less than. I love that. So the idea that we should inculcate women with that, but— and I feel bad for women who have been taught that because I don't know how you unlearn that, but I was just—I've always been like, I'm talking— yeah, I'm better than you. I love that we took that answer to like a deeper because I because I, as you're talking, I'm like, are we supposed to give tips of like a pro- the back oh, of the room? Yeah, yeah. open uh, your mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Also, picture everybody naked. <sighs> Gross. Like I love like your answer and my answer is so much like, better. Know that what you have to the also, technical people want you to do well. They also want you to crash and burn. Why do we have such an obsession with people getting into public speaking? Like. Not everybody, like, do you think biotech guys? Yeah, but that's the way the world's going. You know what? Hire someone. is like 300% is, is, it's increasing. The If you don't think we film ourselves, like, that's just the way. Not everybody, you know what? No, Less yeah, people. I agree with you. Don't say something. Don't put yourself on, on, oh, I have on a quick channel. technical question. I have a feel, I have a feeling oh. you're going to say no. I talked to some woman about, she said she studied someone else of how she wanted to move. Did you ever, Adjust? No, never. I mean, like, did you ever go like I'm gonna stand this way and put my arm there, you know, or well, I want to be more like that person? Not I want to be more. I think I absorb things. There's one other comic who I know that I have a hand gesture sim- similar to. I like a graceful movement, like a ballerina. So there are things that I've absorbed, and there are sounds and voices just from watching other funny right, things people. that you like and you're drawn to. But I've never been like I want to act like that person. I've never like imitated someone else. That's just never. That's not me. Solid. Uh, Stefan underscore NJ says, does Marilyn remember eating Japanese candy with you on your last podcast many years back? Of course I do. It wasn't um, that long ago. I no, guess it, it was. It wasn't. What was it, Emily? Because it was before you worked for me. So it was like it was, four years ago? It was. <gasps> was there ever a time? Four years at the last <laughs> Before you guys yeah. were together? It, I can't remember. It was four or five years. Like in my mind, you were there at my high school graduation, Emily. <laughs> no, but it was, it was four or five years. It's been a while. Okay. Uh, Anani Mouse says, hi, I hope you're having a great day. I recently got rejected for a job that I desperately wanted. I know I would have been perfect for the position. I just bombed the interview. 
They only take one intern every two years, so I'm gutted. How do you deal with professional mm. rejection? Marilyn, throw it over to you. Um, you know, what's funny is I listened to your podcast with Heather, Heather McDonald, and mm. there was a similar, and she was saying the old, uh, if it's, it's not meant for you, if it does, but it, that's hard to take when you're rejected yeah. and you want something that doesn't really help. But, um, it's a, that's a very 30,000 feet looking down perspective. It's yeah. a very like whole spiritual perspective when you're in it. You're Practically, like, how do you deal with it? You just make yourself feel better and don't focus on that. But I understand what she's saying. There's only two slots and she wants one of those slots. It's a, that's a really tough one because you can't just be like, try again because it just Every two years you'll be sucks. too old. Also, I think, I mean, for like acting roles, like we've already learned like not to get too attached. Like you're attached to it in the moment and then I forget about it and I don't get right. it anyway. Um, I think you sit yourself down because I know when I've like fucked, oh, what did I fuck up recently? Oh gosh, I think about this often. I fucked up something recently with the way I was speaking to someone and I know, was it an interview? Was it an audition? I don't know. But I sat myself down and I was like, we're not going to let that happen again. Oh, interesting. If I can control it. Like, I, who was I talking to? Did you do something you regretted or you just didn't like? I feel like I was speaking to someone or I was in a meeting and I just like I kind of wasn't on task. Like I just kind of like mentally let it get away from me. And in an audition recently, the only time in my life I've ever been given the note, can you give more energy? Because I'm always being told to slow down. And I think that day, like it was a schlep across town. I was just really tired from something the night before. And I just it wasn't clicking. And I sat myself down. I was like, you're not going to put that much effort into something and not show up to play again. Like, that's never happening again. You can lose the audition, but it won't be because of a reason like that. She made it sound, though, that it wasn't her, that there wasn't any more prep. There's just She bombed the interview. Oh, she did? She said, I bombed the interview. Oh. So what you, if since you know you bombed the interview and it's like a slow car crash and you're watching it happen, you just decide that's never going to happen again. Whoa, you're hardcore. I like it. You leave it on the court. But then what do you, should she that just way when they go, go on verse. more audition? But like, what if it happens again? Like, that sounds like stage fright or, or, you know, does she need to go on a bunch of interviews to be better at it? Maybe. But also you won't be interviewing for intern positions that much longer. Right. You know, also like, they're probably, I got to imagine the position for interviewing an intern versus an employee is different. Like an intern is like, is this person cool? I'm going to take a different position. You're okay. saying uh, that will never happen again, which I love. It's so hard ass. you can only and, like, intern happen. for so I long. say to my, my tactic has been like, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> that that internship? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I tanked the interview. Guess I'm not good at interviews. I'm going to do something else. Maybe. That I enjoy. Maybe you're not good at interviews. But I'm saying, like, you can only be young enough to do internships for so long. Right. Then you're that weird, like, 40-year-old intern. Right. Um, <laughs> do, that's, like, do not be a 40-year-old intern. Which, is by also the way, what we're saying. I read for the movie The Intern, which is the part I lost to Adam Devine. <laughs> which is, like, the Robert De Niro Anne Hathaway movie. Never heard of it. Rob, Adam Devine. Hiya. Yeah. Uh, also, what's I always find funny, look to your friends, because every time I lose something which is often that I wanted that I had my sight set on and then you hear what your friends like the shitty things they have to say they're mm. like you didn't want that movie it's a garbage director he's a fucking rapist you're like why did you let me go out for this 
Like, you don't want that role. It's at a stupid show on a dumb network. I'm like, we set up this interview. You had me meet with the president of the network. What do you mean you don't want me? And I still didn't get it's it. It's like when you break up with someone, they're like, I fucking hated him. Hated him. Hated, you know what? Your brother is a piece of shit. He's cheating on his girlfriend. Was Sim, C-Y, Sim Dingendry, C-M. Keep trying. Dinterjidi. Reading has gotten so hard. What is one of your biggest yet simplest pet peeves slash hot buttons slash what's your favorite way to decompress and have me time? And maybe the last person, Anonymous, can learn from this, the me time thing. But let's talk about pet peeves and hot buttons. Hot don't say buttons traffic. and pet peeves. With Mary Lynn and Eliza. Um... Like in conversation, is it? Do you want me to kick it off? Because I yeah, have kick it like, off. Like I don't like hearing people's. This is not having like stories about traffic, like specific <laughs> ones. I know. I can't believe we started about about that. We were so fired up, or like dreams. Like I don't want to hear your fucking dream. Yeah. As soon as I started talking about traffic, I was like, why? Although I did need to get it out, it felt good. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I'll just keep rattling that way. To, like I can inspire you, okay. and then just cut me off if and you don't have to listen to these. Uh, that I don't like when people turn around quickly and walk right into you. Uh, I just had a guy at Creation Juice who was standing, <laughs> leaning on the door, and I opened that door deliberately. Like, you can't lean on the fucking door. I can't send people going. I hate when uh, pedestrians tell my car to go. Oh! Oh! Go ahead. Oh, really? Oh, thanks. You're going to tell my uh, just under a ton piece of metal where I can take it. Also, you have the right of way. You fucking go, because guess what? If there's an accident, I'm the one in trouble. Hello. And this is, people aren't going to like this because, like, as a privileged person, you can't say the phrase homeless person. I don't like when homeless people direct traffic. Mm. I don't need your help. This is a liability. Get out of traffic. You're not equipped to direct traffic. What are you looking yeah, at? Scott? I was just thinking I need to see gloves and a whistle or I'm not following And orders. they can't be dirty because yeah. I'll know you stole them. Dirty's fine. I don't care. But it means they're not. Dirty like, gloves. He'll obey the dirty gloves. Yeah, Yesterday I, I saw a guy. Uh, this was on Burbank Boulevard in the Valley. Get specific. Get real specific because I need you to know this was, there was not a, he, he was sitting on the curb and his feet were in the street like he was relaxing. No! But it was almost like he had a death wish, but his demeanor was yes. like, I don't give an F. And it's like, dude, you're bringing me into your death wish mm-hmm. and that's not cool. Ooh, your legs are, are in the road he right now. He wants you to hit them so yes. he can sue you. Yes. Yeah. Or he is in such a bad place that he just doesn't care that his legs are in the... But he wants you to know there's an ego involved in it. I'm not saying, like, that is very sad, but... No, it's... It, when when you're... Do we have a responsibility to take care of people in society? Yes. But when your issues become someone else's problem in that way, like, you're just a regular person driving and this person is doing something dangerous and illegal... And that could actually wreck your life. Yes. You swerve to hit him, you hit someone else. Legs in the road. I was like, wow. That's this not good. Cool. bad. I hate when people, you're at Starbucks and they So wait. many start with at Starbucks. Yeah, right? They wait. This is such a like small, subtle thing, Go but on. you're at the milk or the sugar or a napkin and they're just like, I'm going to politely, like, just reach in and grab your just thing. Just grab it. And don't say you're sorry. Just get <gasps> your thing. Because now you waiting for me is making me... You're, me you're, out. you're in my space. You're stressing me out. Like, just get your fucking thing. Conversely, I don't like it when you're in, like, a high population situation. Like, you're at a party or you're, like, where there's a lot of people. Uh, there's just, like, a large group. And there's always that person, like, I'm just going to sneak by you. I'm just going to s- – all you hear is the S. Like, s- 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 I'm just going to sneak by. I'm like, just fucking wait. I'm going. Always. I'm gonna- I had a friend once. I will never get over this. 
I, we were at my house and we were all on the floor doing like a pro, like an art project or something. And it was me and a boyfriend and I included her because I'm the kind of friend that like always feels bad. Like it was like a holiday and she was alone. So I included her. She kept fucking getting up and stepping over me. And she did it like five times. And I was like, get what you need and sit down. Stop. Oh, Scott, I'm just going to sneak by. I'm just, you got to have diarrhea. Like, what is it? Just sit the fuck down. Was she on drugs? No. She, she was uncomfortable. It made me so she mad. She was feeling cagey. To she didn't know where to go. She didn't feel comfortable. We're not friends, I think, because <laughs> of that. Like, I never told her. That's why I don't call her. She was her. uncomfortable in her own body. In her space. Get in I, the room. I gotta get to the kitchen. I just gotta get some water. Mm-hmm. Just to fill up like a whole glass of water. <laughs> Fucking sit down, do the goddamn art project, and be glad I included you. I got a lot of pet peeves. Eat some sprinkles if you're hungry. Some sparkles, whatever. Get Eat some, some sparkles down. Yeah. I think my pet peeves always have to do with like uh, not being considerate of public space. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stand on an airplane, particularly in first class, when someone doesn't use their headphones. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear your conference call. Uh, I don't want to hear your candy crush. Put your fucking kid, put some headphones on him. How is anyone having a loud business conversation ever? So many people. I had a woman the other day sitting in the plane. Her, her kid wasn't listening, no headphones, was just like on an iPad. And I finally Ooh. was just like, can you put headphones on? And she goes, do you have any headphones? And I was like, we're in public. And then I planned a whole thing I was going to say to her when we landed, but we just got off the plane. And she never got headphones. No. Where the fuck do you get off letting yeah. your kid... Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. I'm all fired up now. Oh, and if you're a flight attendant and you have a loud conversation on a 6 a.m. flight, you're a, you're sent from hell. You're a bad person. Yeah, the flight attendant thing is real interesting. They're like, only... I don't envy that job, but it's like you have to have a certain personality. You can't be like... Or had one when you started. You're over it, mm-hmm. or you just need to have a conversation. Like, reel it in. Yeah. Focus. You can still talk and have a good time, but like, do your shit. I almost have 100%. some. Uh, uh, what's the word? Not composure. Decorum. Decorum. Thank you. Now I'm all fired up, so we should get off this topic. What's your favorite way to decompress? Have one more me hour time? of pet peeves. <laughs> I, I, I could honestly. I think that's I what enjoy my this is. so much because I'm <sighs> so my personality type. I'm so like, oh, I can't. Gotta get say. it out. I mean, I don't. You would think I'm the kind of person that like lets people know. I just kind of because I'm I'm also you. not rude. Yeah, to hold it in. But this no, morning, I don't see. I no, I wasn't thinking that. People are always like you're unfiltered. I'm like, mm-hmm, there's a filter. I have an education and I have manners. I'm not just gonna be like fuck you, Adam. Out. No. I never curse at people. Uh, this morning, I gave a guy a gesture in Beverly Hills, even though Emily had made a mistake, and then a cop was right behind us, and he. On his, like, intercom, he was like, gotta keep moving, you can't stop here. And, like, we had totally stopped and we shouldn't have. But the guy honked so loud and he was being a dick. (sighs) What's your favorite way to decompress and have me time? Hey, I like a bath, you know? You have a bath? Do you have a bathtub? Yeah, I love a bath. Is it like a mom bathtub? Like, you got all the stuff? A little bit. It could be a little bit more luxurious. You do a great... It has jets, but they're dirty jets. But you're going to say I do something You do a great job, because I follow you on, you know... You always pop up on my Instagram, so I know about your cats, and I know your dog was having problems with the dog. Okay. Should I not even bring up the dog? Oh, the big one? Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. She had a I sent you a message life, about it. You did. That was a, that was like a year ago. She oh, my God. It was that long ago. Was, I know. She was the most about. stunning, beautiful creature. One of those dogs where... Sorry. Blanche. But you know. I the, do. The dogs that, like, 
are like, hey, I have an, I have a, like a, I an older you. dog now. She's my she's my firstborn. She's she's living longer because the one that passed was a larger breed. Because we're using the organs of the ones that we passed. are using blood infusion. <laughs> but I watch it. Well, it's also weird that like I don't know where you live. I don't really know you outside of show business. But like I know all about your life. I know, I know the gigs you do. I know the hotel rooms you stay in. So do like a billion other people. But you seem to do a really good job of like being pretty. And balancing, like, you've got a real family. And, like, I have a real family. A good-looking husband. And you have these things and your career, and you don't seem to be, like, losing your head. So that's really impressive. I love it. My family drives me bonkers. But you do stuff. Like, but you're not an absentee it. mom. Like, you take your kid to places. Like, you I do, do stuff. All. You really do it, it all. I do it all. So how do you unwind? I do a dog walk. I do a bath. I do a nap. Ooh. I do... A lay down. Sometimes I'll bake. Yeah? Oh, I made a carrot cake the other day. It's real random. Cream cheese frosting? Yes. The frosting was so heavy. It's so part. insane. It's the best part. Um, you know what else I do when as soon as I wake up? And I, this is sort of sad. Mm. I start doing housework. It's not sad. Puttering around is very I cathartic. Yeah. And it's because I have late nights doing stand-up, but I'm always up in the morning. I forced myself to do it. And now if I have any extra time and I can sleep in, that feels wrong. I have to get up and putter. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I did the dishes. Yeah. It's only 7 a.m. Something. It's kind of sad that, that no. my decompression is like housework. No, because it's productive decompression. It's like an active recovery in a workout. Ooh. You know, like you're still moving. You're still doing stuff. Yes. You're I, not falling into a depression. You are. You're doing something. Yeah. If I could have, and this was yesterday, I spent five hours in my office. Ooh. I went from laying on the mat, closing my eyes, stretching my neck, paperwork, moved some papers around, did a little bit of work, but just getting to exist in my own brain. That's good stuff. Yeah, unfettered. Um, Oof. What's this? What's the, all right. We'll we'll go off. What'd you say, 10 minutes, Emily? Does pineapple belong on pizza? Carl F. wants to know. He doesn't really want to know that. He doesn't. He just wants to start a he fight. He wants to make a connection. Oh. He's, he doesn't know what other question to ask. By the so way. He's asking some bullshit pizza question. Therein lies the difference between you and I. You're like, he just wants to make a connection. Here's how he's... I'm like, you want to fight. You want to have a divisive issue. And you want to start a war. <laughs> you know what? You're right. We're not going to answer that. Fuck you, Carl F. I'm you heard answer. it here. Ham oh, and pineapple. Yes. Weird that it's such a big rectangular chunk, though. Ham and cheese belong together, so why not ham and cheese with pineapple? Pineapple and ham belong together. It, it is pineapple um, and ham. And let's really take the question seriously. Whenever it was invented, the pineapple and ham, it was like probably a wacky idea. Mm-hmm. And now it's just a thing that exists and always has. And it's good. And it's good. Even with marinara sauce, it's good. It's freaking good. I think sometimes there are bad ones. Uh, here's a real inside baseball question that I think your diehard fans are going to get. R.C. Schmidt 1 says, would you reunite Girls Guitar Club for occasional gigs if the possibility arose? Ooh. That's a very carefully worded question. Um, Do you want to tell people what that is first? Uh, This is a comedy band that I had uh, with my old friend, Karen Kilgariff, from years ago. Who's really funny. She's so funny. Have you had her on the podcast? We don't know each other, but I follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter is off the charts. Years ago, she had learned two chords on the guitar, mm-hmm. as you do. Uh-huh. 
and we hung out together all the time. And so she was like, oh, you hold a guitar. I'm going to teach you these two chords. And we stayed up all night singing and playing those two chords. It okay. was like a Lucinda Williams song or something. Maybe it was three chords. The next day, of course, both being performers, we're like, we got to go play this song at a music open mic night. Put it on its legs. We go up. And it's like, huh, like the nerves of having to play music when we don't, we can barely play. We can't yeah. play. We just started chattering, and then that became an act because Got we were it. making jokes. So, we so were, the answer is no. Um, I, right. but, it, but it was worded if the situation arose. Then and I would say yes because I love Girls Guitar Club. But it will, but realistically, the answer is no. Okay, that's fair. Anna Katarina 87. Hi. As someone who also has an unusual first last name, Oh, it's Anja Katarina. Sarah, there you go. What's the most humorous or ridiculous attempt to pronounce it that you've had? Does it annoy you when people get it wrong? You have to repeat it two million times. Love you both. And baby arm. Bye. Oh. Uh, yeah, sometimes people just stop and it doesn't come out. Or that I have to phonetically say that it's rice cub. It's just always, always. annoying. I wish if I had known that I was going to get into this business, I would have changed it. But I yeah. just was not that cool. I'm still not that cool to have the wherewithal <laughs> to come up with like... Foxy Rainbow, that's my name. That's me. <laughs> it's I'm Native American. Uh, it's never humorous to answer your question. And because she's like, what's the most? It's never funny when people no. fuck over your namesake and your heritage. Um, I also get bothered by, uh, not bothered by, I see when people, folks, it's like see, anything. I, by the, I'm sorry to interrupt. No. We so take the opposite. I'm like, I'm sorry, my name's so hard to spell. And you're like, no, this is my namesake. Here's what's wrong. You say it. I have recently, though, I'm like, yeah, say my whole name. I'm going to make you say my name. It's, it's I don't three care for it. It's, <laughs> it's rough. And when people stop, like, if you're going to say, just say rice cub, say rasp job, just get it out. Yeah, when cares? people stop, that's when, like, fear sets in and it gets butchered. People are like, Schlesinger, I'm going to say it. I'm like, just blurt it out. Even if you say Schlesinger, it's fine. And then they're like, Schlesinger. And then they're not even saying the letters in the right order. And making fun of it doesn't help. I got through all of high school. Not one person ever made fun of my name. College either. So we missed. We're through that mm. part in life where it's like, oh, to make you insecure. So when you shit on it now, oh. it just makes me think you didn't learn your phonetics properly in school and you're stupid. It doesn't make me feel bad. It makes me think you're dumb when you deliberately do it. Or do you think people are trying to be cute? Like, oh, like throw it back to you. Shall think. It's also at this point, like, I get that I'm not the most famous, but, like, if you're having me on your show, like, know you know name. who I am. That is 1,000% so correct. Name. Unless it's, like, a morning show and I'm just there to, like, sell tickets and I don't care. But then— They should still say your name. They should say my name. And also, it's not—I don't want to have this be—it's up there with, like, tell us about Last Comic Standing. Like, I'm done. They're like, Chelsea, how do you say it? And I'm like, it's Schlesinger. Oh, because I—I'm like, I don't care about your journey with my last name. This is boring. This is like meeting a British person and being like, you say lift, we say elevator. Like, who cares? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Let's go out on a bang. Um, Let's not go out on the last name. We got to have a real bang. No, no, because I I don't want to ask you more about pet peeves because that's a good one. (sighs) Sia.Leah. That's cute. Is there anything leading up to your career that you would have done differently? I don't know what that means. We don't know what that means. I guess in general, but you would have done Would you have approached trying probably, to do what you do differently? Here's the thing, at least for me, but that means I would have had a different path in the first place. 
So yeah. I think I would have understood networking a little bit better versus thinking, haha, that like talent speaks for itself. That's a good itself. answer. That's a good answer. Yeah, like, it's a hard one to answer because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. The 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 journey that we be, we and when we're at this point in our lives, it's like, oh, I got to this particular place because of everything that was before it. Right. I would have probably had a father or mother that was a producer or a director. <laughs> That's a great answer. Um, or maybe a famous actor and I was their child. So I get a head start and people just assume, they just want me around because of my parent. And that way yeah. I would have already um, had a lot more money in the bank. There you and go. I would solely be producing and I would have several projects that I had like back end on mm-hmm. instead of like bursting into tears when I open a piece of paper about my pension. And I'm like, oh, I have a pension because I have... <laughs> Nothing else right now. I realize I've reverted to the way I was brought up, which is very working class. Like, let me just get in there. And, like, I never (laughs) learned how to give good uh, game or or negotiate or, like— Play the game. No, I yeah, or put myself out there. Uh, Networking is a great word. I still, to this day, am like, oh— not it's not even I hope you like me. It's just a humble like I'm just supposed to have some job and like make my way. I still I'm trying to unearth that mentality. Interesting. I've made great strides, you know, creatively and personally and but I still have that core uh thing that I haven't figured out. Interesting. But thank God I have a pension, so I think I'll be okay. We're going to call the episode Let me just get in there. Because to me, in saying like that is that blue collar. Aren't you from, is it Pittsburgh or like Baltimore? Michigan, south of Michigan. 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 Michiganer. Let me just get in there. <laughs> I, I just, in that moment, saw you or your father in some sort of worker outfit. Yeah. Just like there's a carburetor. Or Let me just get in there. Get it done. Like, go yeah. America. Do what I have to do. I love that. And I love having you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And... <sighs> We I'm made it. S- well, I'm so excited the next time I see you because we will have bonded even more. Mm-hmm. And then I can, like, s- talk to you as another woman in comedy and be like, hey. And it's not just, like, a passing high. I know. Like, we're closer now. We you- are closer now. You've always been so nice to me, though. All right, folks, it's time for America's favorite segment, Tip of the Keep. <laughs> just a talk with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Marilyn Rice Cub here. On the hour, every hour, with your top of the cob, kick us off, Marilyn. I love, at the top of my cob is a well-made salad that is served to me. Uh, My bottom of the cob is the same thing. I hate making a salad (laughs) at home and having to, am I doing the bottom of the cob? No, this is great. I don't like having to assemble it. Yeah. I love when it's got all sorts of things, but when you buy all that stuff and you try to get it in your refrigerator and recreate it, it's always a disaster. You like a well-assembled salad given to you. Yes. Do you like a chopped salad? I love a chopped salad. Like, let's say it has, like, cabbage and sprouts. I don't like fruit in the salad. That's a bottom of the cob for me. Like, F you. I don't need a candied pecan. I need a real good salad with stuff in it, you know, two different kind of cabbages. Put Put a garlic zest... Um, dressing that I wouldn't make myself. Okay. That is the best to me. Uh, and the worst is having to make it myself, try to recreate that in my home. And knowing I'm not going to make my own dressing, and then I just have, like, a bottle of, like, lame-ass... Like, Lowry's dressing or yeah. something. I don't I've never something. agreed with something so much. That was great. Yeah, he's just yeah. sitting there, like, totally. up and down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'll go in with you on that one. I'm never, like, pumped about a side salad. 
Mm-hmm. Like at a restaurant, like a real salad I'll get, but not like, oh, you have a choice of fruit or side salad. I'm like, what, just some like balsamic vinaigrette on some leafy greens? My fork doesn't even go through the lettuce all the way. My top of the cob is chewing on my lip skin. I know we're supposed to exfoliate and have soft, suckable, kissable lips. I love chewing on that lip skin. I think part of that leads me to the bottom of the cob because I have like a TMJ issue. Ooh. And uh, I found out because I was like, where did this come from? Because it happened, like, started clicking a year ago. And my doctor said certain types of birth control lead, like, the progesterone created or whatever in it could lead to TMJ. And I was like, that's so fucked. Like, oh, you don't want to have a baby on accident? Um, Or you want to control your cystic acne, which is why I take it? Well, your jaw's going to click, maybe. However, had they told me that five years ago when I started taking it, I'd probably have been like, whatever, that'll never happen. So just more reasons that being a woman and staying attractive are very difficult. Bottom of the cob, TMJ. (sighs) Like below cob status. I can't. Cobless. Also, bottom of the cob, people telling me their TMJ advice. Ooh. Like, I'm doing it all. Oh, I'm an occupational. I don't know you. You could be lying. Just eat two pumpkins. I don't know. Anyways, that's my bottom of the cob. Marilyn Rice Cub, uh, thank you so much for being my guest. Thanks for having me. Absolutely honored guest you gave a great episode people can find you they can talk to you at Marilyn Rice Cub so it's M-A-R-Y-L-Y-N-N-R-A-S-K-J-U-B nope oops close R-A-J R-A-J yeah sorry so. whoops a daisy at Marilyn R-A-S-K wait hold on R-A-S R-A-S no that's where the J goes R-A-J there we go at Marilyn Rice Cub at it's we're gonna leave favorite. all that in Mary Lynn, L-Y-N-N-R-A-J-S-K-U-B. My favorite. Uh, and her website is MarilynMarilyn.com. Yep. And that's it. I think Instagram's like the main portal. Yeah. I like some Instagram. I like it. And if you want to check out her entire massive body of work, oh, female comic says other female comic has massive body, go to Wikipedia or Google and type in her name. And check out my massive breasts while you're at it. <laughs> you're a delight. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Bye. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.